We've got some inside scoop on Wonder Woman 1984. Now, the digital purchase option is coming out. The Blu-ray is coming out. And we spoke with the local guy who had a huge part in the movie. Kelly, uh, I learned. Did you know what the director of photography does? Uh, and you can't say direct photography. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I got to believe it has something to do with making the set look awesome, which it did in Wonder Woman. Yeah, and it was one of the most beautiful, I think, shots, like the beautifully shot DC movies that we've ever seen. Matt Jensen had a lot to do with that because he is the director of photography for the movie. He also is an Alexandria native, and he talks about um, how his upbringing here in the area helped him for this movie. P.S. He also worked on Game of Thrones, so he has some questions about that. We talked about Commander Salamander and Gal Gadot and Patty Jensen, the director, and all of the things that went into making Wonder Woman 1984 the movie that it was. So let's check out the conversation with Matt Jensen, the director of photography for Wonder Woman. So Matthew, welcome to the show. I guess, welcome back home. You're from the area, from Northern Virginia. Uh, what was what was your upbringing in the DC area like? And how did you get inspired to, to become you know a filmmaker and to get into cinematography? Uh, well, thanks, Tommy. It's a, it's a pleasure to be here. Uh, I was really, really happy to come home to shoot Wonder Woman. Um, so that was a fantastic thing. Um, you know, I, uh, my formative years were in the Northern Virginia area, Alexandria and Fairfax, um, you know, really from ages six to 16. And um, it's where I fell in love with the movies, um, where uh, I can, you know, trace back and remember exactly where I saw certain movies at certain theaters around the area. Um, I was very fortunate that um, I was part of the Smithsonian and um, the Smithsonian at the time offered a lot of opportunities for kids to uh, take film classes and um, provided a lot of inspiration um, and know-how and sort of gave me the confidence to uh, try this uh, hand at uh at uh, filmmaking for a for a career and you know to pursue it at school so um you know dc had a lot of resources and opportunities so were you in like a smithsonian summer camp class thing and is that when you realize i want to do this for real yeah i there was a, a program and i i think it's still running it's it was called the young associates program and um they had fall uh, classes and then they had summer camps um, where you would make a movie. Um, and, um, you know, it was kind of a big deal for me in 1984. Actually, I was 12 years old and uh, would ride the metro in from northern Virginia and do it by myself. It was a huge moment for me. And, you know, uh, I'd get off at L'Enfant Plaza and walk to the Smithsonian and, spend you know summers <laughs> in the basement of the natural history museum so how okay. much uh, how much of all the details because wonder woman 1984 was i think like the most beautiful cinematic love letter to washington like everything like the city just looked gorgeous even when you tore up the watergate spoiler alert um <laughs> but was was every single shot of that you and and your team did you look at it from that lens of having been here uh, I, I certainly did. And, um, you know, our production designer is French and our set decorator is English. So um, 
they didn't know the DC area in the ways that Patty and I did. Um, so we were constantly nudging them um, uh, to say, Hey, look, look over here. Um, you know, there's that, that great building or there's that opportunity for, um, you know, 80s colors and day glow and, you know, that sort of thing. Um, I think my biggest contribution to the production design was telling them that um, they had to put time out in the arc, uh, the arcade in, in the mall. Uh, and then they did all the research and actually recreated the exact design of it and, you know, that sort of thing. So there were a lot of those kinds of examples where, uh, we were uh, we were nudging them in, in a certain direction. Well, and you probably weren't in town when this happened, but when news broke that Commander Salamander was coming back, oh my goodness, the city was vibrating, and then everyone realized, like, oh, it was only for Wonder Woman. But how <laughs> how did um, how are you involved in bringing back that concept of Commander Salamander? Because you didn't have to have that in there. You could have just been like generic punk store. It was really cool that that you resurrected that. Well, that was actually, that came up on our first scout, which was, I think, January of 2018. Um, and our location rep uh, and Patty were talking about um, Commander Salamander. We were walking up and down Wisconsin Avenue. And uh, when they said Commander Salamander, my eyes just, <laughs> like, you know, got uh, bugged out of my head um, because that was such an iconic place and um it was so um meaningful for me because i i went to middle school just not too far from there and i remember all the all the cool girls used to walk you know towards commander where are you guys going after school we're all going to commander salamander <laughs> get sunglasses um and uh uh at that moment when that idea came up i i, I you know i was like patty this we have to do this we have to do this um, and we were lucky enough to do it on on Wisconsin, not in the original location, but you know, uh, a, a couple blocks up. So that was that was amazing. We were doing our show um, when you were filming, and there was this moment that uh, one of our viewers sent to us on her phone, where this little girl in a Wonder Woman outfit was like watching the filming, and Patty saw her and like came over and like took her under the ropes and like showed her around the set and everything, and it was just. It was so cool because a lot of times when productions come to D.C., they're very closed off. You can't get near the star, like none of that. But it felt like Wonder Woman was here filming for so long that you, and maybe that's because of your connection or Patty's, but really became part of the neighborhoods and part of the, part of the city while you were here. So that was really cool to see. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm, I, you know, I, I think that Patty always wants to be respectful of the places that we go and shoot. I mean, a film production can be so invasive um, and inconvenient to regular life. Um, and, you know, at the time we were kind of coming off of the success of the first one. And um, I think that both Gal and Patty felt that um, Wonder Woman was a, a great ambassador for, uh, for love and understanding and compassion and wanted to display that in, in the production. So if people aren't like dialed into the film world, what exactly does a director of photography do? Well, um, director of photography or cinematographer, um, essentially we are the right hand to the director and we assist them in, um, telling the story visually. So, uh, and the way I do that is through camera and lighting. 
And those are my primary responsibilities. Um, so the look of the movie is my responsibility. And so that requires that I work with a lot of different departments to achieve that. Um, I primarily achieve it through lighting um, and you know the shot design. Um, but I work with the production designer. Um, I work with the visual effects team. Uh, I work with everybody to make sure that everything that goes in front of the camera um, has uh, has a certain look and feel. So how do you work on a project? To get a side note for a second, like you've done Game of Thrones and you've worked on Mandalorian and you've done a couple episodes in a season. How does the production stay consistent throughout if you have different directors of cinematography like on certain episodes? Yeah, well, um, I think in in both the cases of Game of Thrones and The Mandalorian, the shows are so ambitious and have such a huge scope and scale that one cinematographer could not do all the episodes. Um, there are so many locations. There are so many visual effects, and it requires a lot of prep. And um, normally on a TV series, you don't get that because it is – you're just cranking out episode after episode. So it really requires a trust in uh, the other person um, and uh, a cohesive vision from the, the the showrunners or creators. And then just a lot of back and forth between the other cinematographers about how you're achieving the looks. Um, and in both the cases of The Mandalorian and Game of Thrones, I was very lucky to be paired with incredibly talented um, cinematographers who are also great people and understanding and um, communicative. So um, it worked out uh, pretty well that we were able to kind of borrow from one another. There was um, a great moment on the red carpet in DC when Julia Louis-Dreyfus was receiving the the Mark Twain Prize for American Humor. And um, she was coming to the red carpet. I got to interview her and I asked her because she's from DC. She went to Holton Arms. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, her her uh, influences and she talked about Judy White who is, was her drama teacher at Holton Arms and uh, Judy eventually heard about that and it like made her day so I would love for you to tell us who your inspirations have been growing up here maybe it was someone who was you know involved in the Smithsonian or someone at school give some shout outs give some love in the right. Wonder Woman vibe right I feel like she would right. want you to do that absolutely well um, uh, the uh, Phil Baradelli um, who taught the Smithsonian classes that I took um, was instrumental in my understanding of film and film language and how films communicate ideas and uh, and uh, move their stories along. He, more than anybody, um, really inspired me the confidence to pursue a career. Um, Phil used to run a show called The Movie Going Family, which was on... Uh, cable uh, in Northern Virginia. He he lived in McLean, um, and he used to review movies on you know cable access basically, um, and and then he also taught these these classes at the Smithsonian and and a couple of um, uh, I think uh, local high schools and things like that. Um, Phil was fantastic. On um, filming Wonder Woman 1984, which, by the way, you can you can get the the new release of it and all the other goodies that are out. Um, the the shot when Gal and Chris are walking by the reflecting pool by the Lincoln and it's all lit up. Was that your magic? Was that a little green screen movie magic? Because I have never seen the 
reflecting pool and just that area look so beautiful. Well, thank you very much. Uh, it was all shot on location. Um, and, um, yeah, that actually, uh, I've always been, I was always very nervous about that scene. Um, mainly because, um, we couldn't light it up to the extent that I wanted to. Um, just, there were so many regulations, uh, about what we could and couldn't do. Um, so I, uh, had to, we shot primarily on film for um, Wonder Woman, but that sequence I shot on digital um, just so I could work at very low light levels. And I wanted the the Washington Monument to be very prominent in the background. Um, and I couldn't set up all these lights all over, so I basically followed Chris and Gal with a huge, like, glam photo shoot light um, <laughs> and moved it with them. And so essentially they're lit up, the, the, the Washington Monument is lit up. We were able to use the existing lighting in the Lincoln Memorial the other way. And then I was, and then I just allowed everything pretty much to go black beyond that. And uh, I think that gave the, uh, the quality that you're talking about. <laughs> uh, one final question as we go, because DC, um, we've had a lot of movies, a lot of TV, a lot of things shot here. And sometimes they don't get it right a la... Angelina Jolie going to the Georgetown Metro station. Were there any things that um, you and the team caught along the way? And you're like, no, 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 that's not a DC thing. We can't do that. Cause it it feels, and I feel like I've looked through it pretty um, with with a pretty tight eye that it seems pretty accurate on all fronts. Thank you. Yeah. I I'm, I'm very proud of that. I think, um, I think when we were scouting, I, 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 both Patty and I were like, yeah, no, we can't do that. We can't do that. (laughs) No, there, there's no way that never happened. You know, um, uh, there are a couple, there are a few th- details that I think we missed when they go down in the Metro. Um, while we were able to get a period train and that was really important to us, um, that shows up and, you know, uh, Chris is sort of mystified by and amazed by there are a couple signs, uh, for like the silver line and things that weren't around. Yes, I saw that. That's right. And, and when we were shooting, I, I, I saw it and I was and I was like, make a note, got to talk to visual effects, they'll paint it out. But we never quite followed through there. Um, so uh, there are a couple mistakes like that that I think people will catch. But for the most part, we, we you know, we tried to be, uh, I, I think it's just because Patty and I knew the area. We just didn't steer in the direction of uh, of of being false. Matt Jensen, thank you for your time. I appreciate the conversation, um, and thanks for just showing showing DC so beautifully. And uh, congrats on on being part of the first Wonder Woman, the second Wonder Woman, and my goodness, your IMDb is insane. All the things you've been doing and and showing us uh, through screens, really appreciate it. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks, Tommy. Thanks for having me.